Hello beautiful soul and welcome to Manifest With Me, Rebecca G. I'm your manifestation, meditation and mindset coach who blends equal measures of soul, strategy and a little sprinkle of science on the side. Consider me your modern day pink witch with my spiritual toolbox packed full of ideas to energize and inspire you and to put the action into the law of attraction. Let this podcast be your weekly fix because my beautiful soul, it is time to turn your vision board into a reality. So hello everybody, how are you? It's January, are you feeling good? Are you feeling flustered? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Anything you're feeling at the beginning of January is fine. It's a time of a time of where we've done some deep reflection. It's maybe for many of you a time where you've set some goals and intentions and manifestations and normally coming up to the second week of January you're thinking, oh I don't want to stick to my diet anymore. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to make any money. <laughs> you start freaking out. And you may have done what I've done this week which is go into imposter syndrome mode. Now, I haven't had this for a long time, a long, long time. And it crept up the day after I launched my Sacred Souls membership. And I was talking to lovely Laura from Psych Studio, who helps me out with all my backend stuff like website and design and things like that. She's been incredibly helpful. And I just voice noted her and said I was having these really odd thoughts and feelings. Like the day after I launched my own membership, I'm like, am I good enough? Like, what if like I haven't got enough content for them? Or like, what if they're expecting so much? Or what if I let them down? Or there's so many of them were saying, I can't wait for this group to lift me up. And I felt this huge pressure and responsibility for a lot of the women in the group. And then I just had to take a step back and was like, just know that this is the perfect space for these women to grow. And I'm going to be growing constantly. So whatever I'm learning and growing and, you know, as we're always evolving and growing anyway, that's what I'm trying to say is, the content in there will just come naturally. And I'm not someone that's ever going to be like, it's Wednesday, seven o'clock and I'm going live. The only thing I do that with is my podcast. And I record these sporadically throughout the week because that's when I feel called to do it. I'm such a, what's the word? I always post and I always write content on the day on my social media. And I'm a bit like that in my group as well. So I was freaking out thinking I needed this big plan for the year ahead. And I was like, got in touch with Laura a long, long time ago to help me out with this sort of stuff. And she was like, look, can I just give you some advice? You're very intuitive with what you think your group needs. And generally, whatever you've just been through, you either do a podcast on it or you write about it and it works because you're in sync with the moon and the universe. And so is the rest of the world. Not everybody knows that they are. But it's a great thing she said to me was like, you know when to post, you know when to talk about stuff and just go with that. And then whatever you need help with, like making booklets and things like that, I'm here for you. And I was like, she's so right, because I could easily handle my social media over to her. But she's right, it wouldn't be intuitive. And of course, that puts a lot more stuff on me. But one thing I'm learning is actually that you don't have to post every day. (laughs) She was saying that you don't need to post in your Facebook group every day. They're paying £19 a month and your calls are normally 22 quid. So stop freaking out. They're going to get loads from you for 19 quid. And I was like, yeah, she's right. I was having a bit of a, she goes, they're not paying like £100 a month. So stop freaking out. I was like, yeah, all good. So I wanted to share with you today about imposter syndrome, about what it is Maybe you've had it before. Maybe you've got it at the moment. And I just want to just cover this because it's something that I've just been through and come out the other side and how I did that. So imposter syndrome is that feeling that you get when you just believe you're a bit of a fraud and you're going to be found out. It's completely debilitating and soul destroying. I had it when I became a nurse. I did all the training and coaching. And then if you've ever become a nurse, you will know that you learn the majority of the job when you're on the job. And that's with anything you do. I remember working in a bar. Oh, I was freaking out. I mean, 
this is back in the day. I was 17 years old working behind a bar because I was so tall I could get away with it. You'd never get away with that now, would you? But I was freaking out that people were going to find out that I wasn't 18. And they did when I turned rocked up to the pub on my 18th birthday on a pub crawl and forgot. And he was like, hey, I thought you were 18 already. <laughs> back in those days, like, how old am I now? I'm nearly 42. So that's a long time ago, isn't it? Over 20 years ago, I... Uh, yeah, I was in that place where you could totally lie about your age and get a job. You can't do that now, can you? But anyway, God bless them. The young ones trying to get a job. Um, but around 70% of people will get this, this feeling of imposter syndrome in their career, in their life. And you're probably thinking, what's this got to do with manifesting? A heck of a lot. <laughs> because anything that's on a low vibration, whether you're stressed, anxiety, your vibration isn't high, I will cover all of this on this podcast because it's so important to tackle these issues so that you can manifest easily. You can manifest so easily when your vibration is high. So the research into imposter syndrome, if you want to look it up, is kind of normally carried out with high performance women is a lot of research has been done on this and despite evidence of kind of you know men getting this as well it's most common in women especially not only just high academic women but high performing women because I wasn't academic at school but I'm definitely what I would say is a high performance entrepreneur and I've always got businesses going on I'm I'm always like you know striving for success and this really rang true with me when I, was, when I was reading this up. And I've also read an amazing book ages ago, but forgot about it until this came up recently. And I was like, oh, I read this book when I was a nurse. So there are different types of imposter syndrome. And the book that I read, it's quite a long story. It's The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable Women Suffer Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. It's such a long book, isn't it? I'll try and put it in the show notes for you. I'll try and remember to do that. I keep, I keep saying it'll be in the show notes and I forget to put it in there. I'll remember to do that today. Just remind me, by the way, if you ever listen to this and you're like, hey, it's not the show notes, just tell me because I always forget because um, I'm normally straight off here and doing a million things like picking up my child from nursery. But according to the lady that wrote this book, there are five different kinds of imposter syndrome personalities. And these are, number one, the perfectionist. So, the, and you, by the way, you can be a mix of some of these, by the way, you don't just have to be one. So number one is about just perfectionism. It's listed as one of the key indicators of imposter syndrome. And it's really common. A lot of people that experience this also experience many of the other ones in the book. And in her book, she explains that perfectionists typically set really high expectations for themselves. Even if they meet them, like 99% of that goal they tick off, they will feel so much of a large loss at that 1%. They'll feel like they are a complete failure for not 100% hitting their goal. So a good example of this is my stepdaughter. She is hyper intelligent. She gets like straight A's, straight B's, really, really good at all of her subjects. She definitely gets that from her dad because Kevin's super brainy with maths and stuff like that. And she got all top grades. And I remember when she was studying and leading up to those exams, she was getting like 98% or she was getting like a a B plus or what, however they grade now. I mean, I'm old school. It's like A's, B's and C's, but it's numbers now, isn't it? I don't know. I don't get it. But when she was explaining to us like what her sister actually was telling us what grades she got, her older sister. And Holly is not so academic as Lily, but it's still incredibly intelligent in other areas. Like she is such a beautiful human being. But I remember her saying her sister was so disappointed at not hitting like the top top for everything. And I was like, oh, my God, that is like I remember thinking that is classic perfectionism. And then so when those mistakes happen, well, not mistakes, when those 
things happen like exams and things like that, or maybe they get something wrong at work. The perfectionist then will start to question at their core, their competence for everything. And that kind of, especially as a woman, that then leads into self-sabotage with the way that they look. And they often then attract partners that will mirror. And this is me. I'm talking about myself here, not my stepdaughters. They will. I, I was like this. I was like always thinking I was like not like good enough to be in a certain job or not good enough to get there. Or, or I was like, oh, I'm going to get fired in the you know, when I was working behind the bar, because they're just going to, they're going to find out that I'm just, a, I'm just rubbish at this. And I did make loads of mistakes because maths I'm shocking at, but I got really good at it when I was like, you have to be really quick on the tills, don't you? You did back in those days, you had to add it all up in your head. And I was not great at maths, but I got good at it. Anyway, these perfectionists, they question at their core, their competence, and that can then just translate into these feelings of imposter syndrome. And then what I was moving on to there was you then attract men and friends and people into your life that mirror those feelings that you have about yourself. Now, I saw this all through my 20s and 30s, attracting absolute morons that I was dating. And now when I look back, I can see the traits of myself. I can see the patterns of how I felt. I can go back to those jobs and and remember how I felt and look at the partners I had at the time. And I was like, man, how interesting. (laughs) If only I worked on myself, if only they taught this in schools, hey? I say that a lot, don't I? Maybe I should actually start writing to schools. But the most important approach to this group of women is to learn to accept your mistakes and more importantly to see them as inevitable mistakes are going to happen in your life but they are part of the larger success that is coming to you and if you want to tune into this lady's podcast it's called how to fail with elizabeth day and she does loads of interviews with celebrities on like their three biggest failures and in turn she explains how they were crucial to the success that they've had today and how you know, celebrating your achievements as well as, you know, things that didn't go well are actually really positive. It's a really good podcast to listen to if you're in, if you're coming in at that type, if you're the perfectionist. If you want to be part of a powerful community of like-minded soul sisters, goal getters and big dreamers, then the Sacred Souls membership could be for you. This is my new monthly moon meditation and manifestation membership for women who want to learn how to manage their mind, attract their dream life and blend equal measures of mindset and spiritual development into their life. You'll get to turn your vision board into your reality and do this alongside supportive coaching from myself and be alongside like-minded, soul-aligned community of women. I am so excited to bring this to you. It's starting in January, 2023. Jump in now, check out the link in the bio. It's just 19 pounds to join and I'm keeping it that low for a very short time. So jump on in there and sign up today because I can't wait to have you in my space and just pour even more love into you. Number two is the natural genius. Definitely not me. (laughs) This will be my stepdaughter, Lily. So the natural genius has been top of the class for as long as they can remember in their school days success comes to them really really easily like they just breeze through they don't even need to revise for exams oh man this is not me I was the student I had posters all over my wall I wouldn't go out for three months I would get my exam results and I'd have like a C D E that was my grades I think I got a B in drama and PE (laughs) which when I look at my life now how sporty I am and not really not doing drama around my, but I am kind of like a performer, I guess. <laughs> you could say that in my groups and I have to show up like, but yeah, that's being, no, I'm not, I'm not into drama. Anyway, going off tangent as normal. Where were we? So as these people grow, 
and they mature and they come out of school, they are bound to encounter specific scenarios where their achievement doesn't present itself as what we would say their second nature. So they find work struggle. There might be things that they found really easy at school, but they don't when they leave school, for example. Or they might go to university and they're like, shit, this is actually a lot harder than I thought. And they aren't used to it because the natural genius that they had at school, I'm just using school, for example, they suffer from this imposter syndrome because they start to find that the struggle is real. They meet goals as a sign that they are lacking in ability and they aren't good enough. So if this is you, those natural geniuses should focus on seeing themselves as a work in progress and think about you can learn anything. If you can, if you can do one thing, you can do another. My mum always said to me, if you can, if you can revise like that and you can study hard and you can do this, then you can do anything. You can work hard for anything. And it's as I've grown older, it's not about working hard, it's about working smart. But think about the people skills that you admire and you consider that well, look at their journey that they've undertaken and where they are now. For example, look at people who have, oh God, I love using this example. The lady that wrote the Harry Potter books, can never remember her name, but she literally got turned down by books year after year after year after year. Like so many people turned her books down, laughed in her face. And then it was something crazy, like the 200th book person she took it to. They were like, yes, we want this. We're going to sign you up. Now, my God, imagine how rich she is now, like making all those movies as well. And then you've got, go further back than that. So you've got Tom Ford who invented Ford cars. He was a mechanic and he had this vision to make motor cars even faster than they were. He was turned down again, hundreds of times, like, or he would try it and it wouldn't work. He kept, he was a natural genius, but kept going back again and again and again to master his skill. So challenge yourself to practice any kind of skills that you don't master immediately. So rather than labeling it as something you just can't do, and I'm teaching my child this at the moment, my little boy Harley, every time he's like, I can't do it, or like he's stressing out about something, I'm like, let's do it together. Let's try again. Let's not give up. So implementing in him really early that like, it's okay if you cock up, but, you know, keep going and keep keep trying with this because people that do this will excel in life. When they allow the struggles that they have or any skills that they don't necessarily, you know, nail, first of all, everybody begins somewhere. And that journey to, you know, get to the end game of being applauded is just as much as important as the journey to actually get there. So if that's you, the natural genius, then don't be so freaking hard on yourself. You're an absolute genius and you're going to get there. Just keep practicing. Number three is what she calls the rugged individualist. So does asking for help trigger your imposter syndrome? Ka-ching! This was me. <laughs> I was like, if I ask someone to help me with this website, if I ask someone to help me with my emails, if I ask someone to help me put the back end of my website together, which is all the techie shit that I hate, then do you struggle with this? Do you struggle to see something as a success unless you've achieved it by yourself. So I was like, I'm not going to feel like a success unless I've done all this on my own. You're most likely the rugged individualist. And these kinds of imposters, they just struggle to reach out when they need assistance. And this was me for such a long time. I cannot tell you how freaking relieved I am. Do you notice how I'm not swearing today? I'm really working on this because I'm, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just interrupt here and tell you this. I have my spelling, my swearing is awful. Both of them together. Spelling and swearing is terrible. Always has been. And we were at the school gates the other day, just like trying to park somewhere. And I'm really a mindful parker. Like 